And welcome to Meathead Chatter with you as always. I'm here, Dan and Preston. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to this nice rainy. I don't know where you are today, but it's rainy here in Indiana. Let's go closer to the mic so you can hear my lovely voice. Um, Cool. So, hey, I thought we'd do something weird. Uh, I know it's not weird because it's only our second episode, but uh, maybe we talk about lifting kind of at the beginning this time. Right, right. Since I was, we didn't really talk about it really at all last right, time. <laughs> right, right. Definitely we should probably talk about, like, like yeah, we do lift. Um, so, I mean, we might as well just squeeze right into it. Um, Jesus, right now I'm watching this 1,000-pound deadlift that uh, um, freaking Jamal Browner just barely missed. Um, so... He's, I don't. I think he's two two forty two or two seventy five. His pull is interesting too, because like he sumo pulls, but it's a pretty narrow sumo pull. Right. So like it's a lot faster off the floor than most people who right. pull sumo do. Right. It, it's and so with this one, you know, I'm watching on his his most recent post. He's got a video eight fifteen eight sixty five nine twenty five, and then his second video is Jesus. a nine ninety miss. So his nine ninety miss looks terrible, like. Go, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to like take anything away, but like his 990, is this the miss? yeah. So he missed his 990 and his thousand pound pull. His 990 looks terrible compared to his thousand pound deadlift. Can you imagine, like, adding ten pounds and you're and you actually get closer to locking it out? Like, he was. How clo- was that miss? Like, the, oh, because he dropped it. Yeah, he he didn't lock. You know, mm. oh no, he was he was closer to locking out the um, the 990 or the thousand pound. Man, I must just never lock out my deadlifts because like those look good to me. Sumo deadlifts <laughs> are a little bit lockout. The lockouts are a little bit different. So. Oh. Like yeah, he, I could see it. Yeah, like he just missed. I'm a, a nice pounds. judge. I'd be like, mm, count it. Yeah, because you can you can see it slip out of his hook. But I mean, Jesus Christ, man! So we're gonna have the first under 300 pound human being on this earth to deadlift thousand pounds. Shit, do we have an under 400 pound person doing that yet? Oh wait, no, no, Chris Duffin. Chris, yeah, oh yeah, Chris, yeah, no, Chris Duffin. Chris straps. Duffin. Oh yeah, but but still, yeah. no, no straps. Okay, I can't yeah, pull but, it with straps. Okay, but Chris Duffin's an entirely different, like he's a, he's an, an interesting entirely human, entirely different human being. So we so this post um, was two days ago. So it is July 11th. So July 9th. This post was two days ago. So he is 11 weeks out from his total. Now I might be wrong, or his next competition, I could be wrong, but I think that is the tribute down in Texas. Dang. Is that the tribute or the pi- the pioneer meet down in Texas? He's not doing them. At- Pioneer isn't hosting them anymore, is he? I, thought, he? Okay. I thought they were hosting. I I don't know. I could be wrong. Yeah, I know a tribute's coming up. Yeah, but, man, I got to do better about like knowing what's when, on the when calendar the for are. strength things. I feel like that's something as as your go to source for strength news. We should uh, I don't know, maybe like know, know that some stuff. Shit. I will I will say something else. And then actually, we were, we were talking about this today in the gym. So. To put in perspective how difficult like the 198 weight class is right now, so this 11 this is why week, I'm fat weight right, class. Like, so I don't have to deal with so these assholes. There are people like a John <laughs> Hack who will I would put money down that he may hit 22 a 2200 pound. I total. wouldn't surprise nothing. Um, he doesn't surprise me I mean, he, anymore. He, the, you know when he did the current, there was a couple things that happened. You know, threw him off. He he did miss a couple reps. Um, 
But, you know, this one's he's he's taking some time. He's working into it. I would say John Hack's going to hit a 20, 2,200-pound per Who else pole. is there that's even – Uh, Chad like, Penson. Like, is he the only other person that's anywhere near him? Right. So Because Yuri's lighter than Yuri, – no, Yuri. Yuri Belkin is uh, 220. Okay, so he's a weight class up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Hack's still 198? John Hack is eight. And so I'm going to hop on Jesus open power Christ. right now to um, just so I can give people – an idea, and obviously you can do this too. If you want to like fact check me, because this is now raw. We're do, we're talking raw, not classic raw numbers, because there's a big difference. Oh yeah, so sleeves, raw. not wraps. Yeah, yeah. There's a big difference. So if we were to just look at you know, and all federations, um, you know, and then we just break it down, dial down to ninety, the ninety kilo weight class. This is 198 pounds for you, American people. <laughs> Sorry. If you're um, in a country that uses kilos, stop listening right, right now. Right, right. Don't hate me too much. No, just um, let me throw these hate kilos us and don't for, listen. USA. My, uh, I'm just kidding. My thing because I can't read it. I can't read it. All right, so you can be my math person. Oh, am I doing math? So the ni- the the 90 kilo uh, raw lifters. Mm-hmm. The biggest total, as of right now, I should probably filter that by total, not dots. Because that's a big deal, man. That dot, and I don't even go into I dots. Like I don't, dots. I don't like dots because I think it's a joke. I just so, don't like change. So I'm a Wilkes man. Okay. So <laughs> for you, for you un, un, uninitiated people to calculate kilos, just basically do whatever your kilo weight is times two point two. So the best one or ninety kilo lifter right now in sleeves, John Hack has a nine hundred and seventy kilo total. The next person is in just, freedom units. That is twenty one thirty four. Okay. So the next person is Jesse Norris. Yeah, and he's been out of the game. I was just about to say, and I don't know when the last time Jesse Norris has competed. Maybe like 17, 18? Yeah, it's been a hot minute, which is at a 9, 22, 50. Let me see if he did throw one in there. He snuck in there. His most his most recent meet 21, was, 21. So he's 14 pounds, not as good. And he... His last meet was 2016 at Raw Nationals. And did wasn't Norris tested? And then they popped him for like a stimulant thing. It yeah. wasn't even like for performance yeah. enhancing yeah. drugs. So his, and yeah. everybody got a hard on was like, oh, we knew he was dirty, but it's like, dude, he like took the wrong fucking caffeine. It's not like, right. So not he, like he took, it's not like he tested positive for testosterone. Or so he also like was that. lifting because that was a USAPL lift uh, competition. He yeah. Was in. Yeah. So, so whereas Hacks not yeah, tested. Yeah. Anymore, right. Right. Which to me, tested, I mean, not tested. I would, if you're competing non tested, I would right. take stuff. If right. You, well, and, if you're at that high level and right. non-tested, and you move to tested, we just, in my mind, I'm just going to assume it. Right. Right. So he went, you know, because he was on a USAPL. So that means no power bar. Yeah. Or, or, no, or deadlift no, bar, no, no deadlift squat bar, bar. No squat bar. So his deadlift <clears throat> was good. Great. This is Jesse. Yeah. Yeah, three seventy five. He's a freak, deadlift. dude. That's well, huge. And if you had you follow Jesse on Instagram, yeah, I follow Jesse Norris on Instagram. Okay. You guys should follow Jesse Norris so, on Instagram because, like, he's he's not hitting the numbers he was at one point, right. but like he, you know, he's been out of the game for five years. So, but he'll do yeah. like, he'll do like sets of like tens. At, oh like, yeah, he just like randomly shit. goes in there and we'll do mm. like a set of six hundred at for like ten on deadlift. Like, doesn't even phase him. Um, but yeah, the whole what, what spurred this conversation is we were uh, we were talking in the gym and I had saw someone. Uh, post on Instagram, wanting to go into the tribute to be competitive, and he pulls conventional. And yeah, I know. Shut up. <laughs> and he, uh, the guy I saw, I don't remember who it was, basically was like, "I want to be competitive," and his total was two hundred pounds under, like John Hack's best 
ever. So who? So, so like, to so put who's into, the next closest behind Jesse Norris? Chad to, Pinson. Chad Pinson, and, and he what's is his total fifty kilos <clears throat> smaller. So he's the next. So first place guy, twenty one thirty four total. Second place guy, a hundred and ten pounds less. Yeah. So like a, a twenty. It's so like two, 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 just like under twenty one hundred. Yeah, right? twenty. What's the do number? The I'm doing the math. Do math I on close my phone. Um, what what is this total? Uh, mm. nine twenty kilo. Nine twenty. Still a ton, man. So he's a he's got a twenty twenty four total at one ninety eight. Right, right. So, so you get mm. out of the top four, you are already a hundred kilos behind. Yeah, so, like like so that, that is insane. This is how how much better John Hack is than everyone else in that weight class right now. The right. next closest guy is three digits away when it comes to pounds. Like, right. that's crazy. Right. Like the it's next... not like there's three guys that are, like, 10 pounds away from each other. So, and and, mm. and even better, to put it into perspective, like, more perspective, the guys who are close to John Hack don't even compete. Like, there's one person within 100 pounds of him that still competes. Ben Pollock. Not a 198er anymore. Sorry, yep. bud. Sorry. Jesse Norris, retired. Uh, Kaylor Woolham, recovering from an injury. Right. Um, and one of my, he's one of my, yeah, no, he's, I'm, I love his deadlift. I do. But I don't think he wants to compete at 198 anymore. I think he was trying to chase that thousand pound pull too at one time. Yeah. And he was pushing the body. He hit, up. what, like 970? Yeah, he was close. He was super close. And this, of course, was two years ago. Right. But, um, he, you know. So, like, as far as who's competing right now, the closest dude is 100 pounds away. Right. It's not even close. It's not even. And this is all federations, IPF, yeah. SPF, like, RPS, like, whatever. That's you crazy. Like, so, that's insane. Well, and it's like, I feel like that dude that was like, hey, I just want to be competitive at it. Like, you just got to take Hack out of it. Because right, he's 100 pounds right, past right. Like everybody anyway. I mean, so, a 19, what was that guy's total? A 19? Uh, the guy I saw on Instagram was in the 1900s. So, you know. 1900s, and, and then, like, the next best guy is at a 2034 for his best all-time total. Which So, he maybe maybe he misses a third or something. Maybe right. that meet was 9 for 9, and he goes 7 for 9. That 1900-ish guy, he's got a shot at second. Right, you know? right. You so, know. but the fact that to be... Even thinking about a podium finish, you have to be totaling nineteen hundred. So, like, let's say those are little guys. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna say like a four fifty bench at that <laughs> level is pretty great, guys. right? So, so ni- nineteen hundred minus a four fifty bench means between the other two lifts, you need you need a seven twenty five squat, a seven twenty five deadlift, and a four fifty bench at two hundred pounds body weight. So, yeah, and and the, that's and crazy. This is, and this and is, even then, you're, you're nineteen hundred. So that's the Maybe top right. five. Right. And there's and there's only so when you factor in wraps, there's only one person who's better than John Hack. It's Chad Pinson and the person who beat him at the uh, current US Open. Yeah. So really Chad it's Pinson kinda... has a four hundred kilo squat and wraps. So I'd be curious that meet where uh um where Hack got the twenty thirty four. Mm-hmm. Like was that he had a perfect meet or was that he missed a bunch of shit so it's really even worse? <laughs> um, I think he went seven for nine. That meet. okay? So he missed um, two of his third attempts. Right. Like I am also and, preface that I am a big John Hack fanboy. I mean, I am a huge fan of yeah. Like I mean, everyone likes a winner. Well, I like I like a winner <laughs> because I like him because he he's he, cool too. He's, he seems he seems like a super cool guy. He's what the sport will be soon. He I would say he is because I don't know how many people actually follow John Hack, but he dabbled briefly in strongman yeah and he picked up a log first day th- 350 for reps like so so and he's I've, what the sport will be once pro athletes decide that they're not either making any money time. 
or they they just can't like or they're just getting hurt like you take right. an NFL athlete I mean that Purdue kid two three years ago at 17 squatted 585 right beltless sleeveless and some J's like like <laughs> let's be like this kid is a football player I because if I there saw was it, money in powerlifting like there's money in the NFL yeah all the, records would fall yeah um, I mean, he he was seventeen, five eighty five. He's he he never trained for squat. I mean, because the kid's from Louisville. Um, I've you know I've been my my family actually followed that kid pretty closely, right. and he he never trained as a powerlifter. Like so, football athletes don't train like you or I would train. Right. You know, not full range of motion all the time. They're not wearing all the supportive gear that we wear. This kid just no no ice no raw. sleeves, no belt, in a pair of J's. 585, 585, like, and it was years old. pretty good. I saw a video um, probably like three or four months ago now, but it was it was a kid, same thing. He was like 17 with a 500 bench. And I'm over here like patting myself on the back for a 500 bench, and I'm like, well, You want to make yourself crazy. feel really bad? God, I can't even think what her name is. <laughs> there is a high school girl down in Louisiana who benches 405. Jesus. Um, God, I can't remember. And people who There's listen, freaks, they, you people will know. I can't think of what her name is. It's going to bug me. It'll come to me later. But, um, you know, if we can find that video, we'll throw a couple of these videos I wanna, on Instagram. I want to go back to uh, where you're talking about John Hack doing Strongman for a minute. First of all, it's annoying when all of your fans are like, oh, don't do Strongman. It, like it, the amount of comments he got on his thread from people who are John Hack fanboys about like they're scared that he's doing strongman and he shouldn't be and it's a horrible thing is stupid. Shoulder stability, which is huge in strongman, will only help your bench. But I don't want to get on that rant because that that's, that's an entire different. That's, that's an like an entire, entire episode. <laughs> but what I do want to touch on, and so there's this group on Facebook starting strongman. When it first started, it was pretty good information now, now it's, it's just crap. like because i think now, i'm in that group yeah now, now it's just there, there's too many there's too many people who have done one competition and think that means they know what they're doing in strongman <laughs> so when new people ask for advice those are the guys that are on there giving advice and all like the more seasoned guys we got another group it's it's uh the name changes right now i think it's like talking is that even a world record man because at a strongman competition there was like oh you know so and so set this new record and it's like two years ago at an amateur contest someone actually hit a higher weight than that but but they're not talking right so whatever right. the topic and inst- like it was a uh, uh, talking boxing man when everyone was caring about the thor thing so like whatever current taboo topic it was belt cleans a little bit ago oh jesus so whatever, christ whatever is, is the current justin loy i hope you guys are listening to this and whatever I'm is, gonna, i think those are stupid whatever's the current like Topic of the day in strongman worlds with that group, so that's where kind of more like the seasoned guys, like like me and, and a bunch of other people that are way better than me in strongman, talk and we'll just like set clips of starting strong. Anyway, I, <laughs> we make fun of the starting strongman group because people, new people asking crazy things is one thing, but like people who are acting like they're experts talking like stupid shit is like another thing. Uh, but so that's way off topic. So what I wanted to talk about is <laughs> the fact of like. Like, starting Strongman and Kale Beck, God bless him, man. Like, he has brought so much attention to the Strongman world. He has done so much for the sport. Uh, he's he's one of the big reasons that, like, Strongman equipment is as available as it is between, like, Rob Orlando back in, like, 2009 CrossFit days, mm-hmm. and then Kale Beck was the next jumping point to kind of bring Strongman to 
more to the masses than it was. So I'm not discounting his contribution to the sport as a whole, but the, their tagline is like strongman is for everyone. And it kind of is like strongman movements for general training can right. help everyone, but competing in strongman is not for everyone regardless. Of level. It's mm-hmm. just fucking not. And, and here's a perfect example. Like, I'll see people in the in the group starting doing some strongman stuff, wanting to compete in strongman, and I'll be the first to say, "Hey, if you want to compete in a show, just sign up and do it." Right. And if you zero all the events, you zero all the events. Who cares? You'll you'll learn a lot. You'll have a good time. Everybody's cool. But I feel like people get into competing strongman very seriously before they have any base of strength, and it's kind of the other side of the coin. Some people wait way too long to compete, and you see that in powerlifting too. Right. Right. But a lot of people go all in training just the events from like straight from the couch to only training events. And I feel like like the reason John Hack was good at strongman when he decided to dabble in it is because he grew a big base of strength. And you can right, definitely grow right. that using strongman implements. But it is much safer to get strong and get good body position learning with a barbell than it right. is with a log right. or a stone. I feel like I feel like the barrier for entry for strongman is 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 is, is much more difficult. It requires a little bit more skill and what? athleticism than like being a powerlifter. Like you know, I there's am, a lot more single leg work. There's yeah. a lot of like your core better be like rock solid. And I'm not just talking abs. I'm talking like your back, ab, your, your like, traps, your like your ab, upper traps, back needs but. to be basically anything that stabilizes you. If you fuck up your position, right, needs to be pretty next level. If you're doing like open shows, yeah, um, yeah even no, as I, an amateur, because if it's not, you're gonna get hurt. Right. Like, you're going to pop a bicep on a stone. You're going to pop a bicep on a tire. You're going to pop a bicep on, like, one of, like, seven events in Strongman. Right, right. I mean, You're going to fuck up your back doing deficit axle deadlifts at 455 for reps, which was an event I had in a competition. Right. Like, or, 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 <coughs> oh, man, or you are going to, as you sprint down the stairs to, to do the, um, God, what was that element I did? Oh, you had power stairs at that. The show. power yeah. stairs, God, God I, love I love those. The power I love stairs. the power that's stairs. It's my, my favorite strongman um, event. Although, by that last set, when you're running to run down and finish for passing time, out on the way I down like the stairs. passed out almost on my way down <laughs> on my last round. I was like, "Well, that's kind of cool." So um, I guess I guess strongman training, especially when you're talking like weighted carries and things like that, and even sad sandbag work like cleans and stuff. Like, yes, I would say those are definitely for everybody. But yeah. strongman competition is not for you until your body already knows how to do correct positions. And even then, I would still personally say barbell work should be your core work. Right. Like people are like, oh, it's it's a new day. You know, it's, you know, strongman events all the time, every training session. And, and specificity is good, but specificity can also become overtraining. And, and especially in strongman, when everything ba- basically gets worked by every movement, there's a lot of overlap you got to be careful of. Um, and you'll just get it. so people always shit on like powerlifting style training and then one event day, right? But right. like, why? Right? It's it's <laughs> it's funny about uh, yeah that uh, that that training block, and I think it's that that type of training is very much undervalued. Um, you know that. I was that person who was like five, six days a week. You know, my, I know people who are the same way still are, you know, they got to be training five, six days a week. 
I have great response to, you know, four days a week, two days of body work movement kind of deal. Right. Um, because at this point in my career, and you guys can't see it, but I air quoted career. <laughs> that means he doesn't make any money at it. Yeah, that's what that means. Um, I My body just can't take, you know, benching three, four times a day or three, four times a day. God, that'd be terrible. Sounds benching like three and four times a week. I'm in. Um, you son of a bitch, I'm in. Right. Rick and Morty reference if you guys don't know that. Uh, so so you have to get more creative with the volume, especially, you know, you and I are both doing very similar styles of training right now where we are doing a ton of overload and the accessory and the volume that we're doing is just uh, not Lower. there. I mean, boy, if I could pace myself quickly, I could get in and out in about an hour. Right. Right. Um, I mean, how, we, how long are we? That's my we, goal. We were there an hour and a half maybe today. Yeah. We got in and out pretty quick. And we um, definitely did some fucking around. So. Right. So, like, I mean, and I'm one of those people that I, I baby it. I mean, this week I just looked at my program and you've got me a heavy deadlift triple, three rep max, 90-pound jumps in between each set. Um, so, you know, and that actually brings me to kind of what I want to talk about. Because uh, someone's asked me that this week. Um, this, um, so I didn't know, has anybody ever asked you, um, like before you go through a big lift, big, heavy lift, maybe even a PR, Mm -hmm. something you never touched, uh, what, what goes through your head? I mean, it depends on the lift. Um, so for, for bench, cause I know we're going to get asked this several times. Yeah, no, you're good. So for me, if it's squat, I'm just like, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. it." And that doesn't matter if it's 50% or like. 101% 101% and I'm going right. for a PR. I just, I'm, I'm basically like, just squat fast and see what the hell happens. All right, so don't, don't do I squat because for, for our <clears throat> listeners who don't know, you, you squat is. I hate squatting. Squatting is terrible. All right, so your favorite lift is easily bench, correct? Or deadlift? It's one of them too. I, you know, it's log press is my favorite. Right. But, All right. Well, so but you for just, power lifting, I. Your, I would say your bench press is pretty damn impressive. Bench is the friendliest to me I mean, out of the three. Pick, I, I don't know how many people on this. There's not a large population yeah. that can press three or 500 pounds. Not 300 pounds. I can do 300. No problem. Um, um, so, like, when we, let's talk about so bench is different, 500 man. pound bench press. What, you, what do you go? What goes through your head before you take that? So, I, for my training, so like, and I'm doing the same thing. I'm working with. Uh, same coach I've worked off and on with for the last like three years. Can you uh, name drop or is that Mike Westerling? He's my home. Are you are you allowed to? Who I mean, does he have any good client? Any other really? Are, oh, we allow, are you allowed to? Say, well, it's, it's, Brian it's on Instagram. Fucking Shaw. I was gonna say it's on Instagram. <laughs> now, I don't so know if he still population. is, but I know he helped him. I don't know to what extent he helped him because Brian always has done his own training in the past. But, right. Uh, Mike helped out Brian Shaw this year. Yeah, who, and who, who got second, but looked um, better than he, he has in he, years. He, uh, yeah, I don't know. You may not have watched this. So Brian Shaw put a video up, you know, kind of recapping this year, and he talked about you know some of the areas where he kind of fell short and I actually did not realize Brian Shaw actually kind of kicked ass this year. Oh yeah. Like he, like he, he kicked ass at everything except for like three or four events where it's like he could have gotten another rep or shaved a second off like like right. he there was, was like the, he was it was basically it was, it was 100% down to between him and Tom right. who was going to win the stones. Right. And those are arguably the two best stone guys in the world, but right. Tom's of course a little better. And and Shaw touched on that and I had I haven't watched it. I had to go back through and watch it. Brian Shaw missed it. The second stone. Did you know the he the second stone slipped out of his so hand? I didn't watch the video because yeah. I, I I don't have Stallman, CBS um, So he yeah neither do I. I had to like dig it up on the YouTube's. Yeah, he missed it. He, like 
it was it could have been a lot closer. Shaw, oh, man. So, so Brian Shaw was talking because of the heat and humidity. Um, oh, yeah. His tacky did not want to cooperate mm-hmm. with the heat and humidity. It doesn't stick as well. Yeah, depending on yeah. What tacky so um, had, basically, so. what happened was that second stone just ripped his tacky off. Ugh. So. Because Staltman, I remember when they were doing interviews, he brought his own. He was the, he had yeah. he was the only person they with that his tacky own special tacky. Yeah, so well, and they make so, warm and cold weather tacky, right? But like, so shit, when I it's wonder, 112. It's like it doesn't matter. Well, and if you're sweating, it's not going to stick to you as right. bad. That's why it all ripped off him and went on the stone. Right. So I hate so 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 that's so world's strongest man this year was actually far closer than I realized after I listened to that. Yeah. Well, um, and I was and watching I, the live curious. the live Excel sheet update mm-hmm. as it was going, yeah. so I was following basically the numbers as they went and man that, i can't wait to watch it when, I, when I, people pirate I it to wait, youtube right it, or it, it was on, i mean it's gonna hit an espn channel it'll pop up on oh ESPN. good just like uh clash of the coast is yeah, so to do that so which is really cool but as far as mike's other successful clients me of course you know i mean you are going was, to you are doing nationals he was, right yeah i plan on winning nationals it's it's the ussf and you may not know about them because it's a small one with not a ton of great people in it, but I don't care. I'm still going to win it. Right. right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so Mike uh, did my prep in, for a number of strongman shows. That I think I've only lost, like, one um, one thing that he's prepped me for ever. Really? I um, and it was that. just this this past uh, strongman show, but I kind of... Yeah, oh, this I past was, one? Oh, yeah, but yeah, it was, got, like, you had a weird prep. I got You're third or something, and my prep was super weird, and like I was having a hard time mentally like sticking on program, so it was more my fault than his. But Wait, uh, you, but it was you kind of a, your back right before that, yeah, and it was kind of a for fun show anyway, right. so I wasn't super worried about it. The main goal was prepping for nationals, right? Um, so I'm back on track now. But as far as but seriously, other people who are good that he coached, um, Kristen Rhodes. I didn't know who that. Is, who is, and he's been her coach for like six, seven years. Like uh, basically one of the. Definitely, arguably, maybe arguably, but probably not really even arguably, the best female strong woman ever. Right. Um, the only year that she wasn't the person who won everything was the year she took off because of the surgery. Like, right. Yeah. She's and there's some badasses out there. Jessica Fithin's a buddy of mine. Man, you know she, that might not be a bad idea. Too. We should try to totally get her on here. Oh my eventually. god, yeah. I need to buy. I need to buy another mic. But buy. Oh, I thought you were gonna say buy Jessica lunch and, and just oh, get yeah. her to come. I, I, so the would. podcast I had before this, the Strength Protocol. I think there's like two episodes somewhere on <laughs> Apple Podcast now. But I had like 16 episodes done, and and she did one of them, and it was she's hilarious. She's she's so great. She's one of my favorite people to like hang out with. I I, I actually you know I am I I do have the privilege of training with her a couple times you know friends on her friends with her on facebook i don't know what that means anymore everything right um but uh she definitely was very beneficial for my training strongman wise um so yeah definitely getting her on yep. here would be fun because she is she has a very unique personality what God, what is it um, so you look like hilarious. a man her uh <laughs> Is that her brand? You look like so a man. That is is so that I don't. I don't know. It, so I know the answer to this. I just don't know how public it is or supposed to be. Oh, because people we'll get just super, retract. We'll retract that. I mean, I don't know that shit. I, I but, mean, but people get super shitty on this. So I mean, I cannot believe the amount of crap that. And I mean, they we, get do, we do with stupid crap too. Being dudes lifting, like I'm going to post, post my uh, my four board with a slingshot bench press on TikTok <laughs> because like. 
the the dumbest people when it comes to lifting in the world are on TikTok, right? Because right. I think it's just the youngest, so they just know less. I just I just like it. <laughs> you just like messing with people. But like, man, the crap that strong women have to deal with is ridiculous. It's not fair. Like, I mean, that's an entire topic in and of itself. Is yeah dealing with that. But yeah, so you look like a man is a great follow on Instagram. You should. And uh, whenever she, I, I love how like the person saying the shitty things, it's like they white out the first half of the name and then the next slide, they'll white out the second half of the name. So like they're bleeping it, they're editing it. So Instagram can get really mad, All right, but, but like <laughs> you could piece it together pretty and go troll the shit out of them. So yeah, I, I and, like doing and, that. And I, I, I do too. That is actually one of my favorite things. Uh, uh, being so friends with a lot of like power lifters and female power lifters, they do get a ton of shit. So I remember and I will like kind of be mean sometimes on inst- on social media like especially when people will make their you'll notice how people will go from like a hundred followers those people with that make their yeah. pu- accounts public but then they go private right away oh, yeah so nobody they can't get harassed because basically yeah. what they're doing is bullying which is um last i checked against the law bullying is against the law Mm-hmm. Bullying yeah. is not against the law. It is. I, I don't th- have any classmates when I was growing up. Right. Well, well, because when we were growing up, bullying was not that bad. Or it wasn't. I, th- I think it was. It was. We just didn't bitch shit. about it as much. Um, not to say that that makes bullying okay. Right. No, bullying is not okay. It's shitty. I mean. Um, especially because people don't know how to cope, neither the bullies, nor the people being bullied. Right. So. Like, let's be real. The bullies don't know when to stop. Yeah. I think is the well, problem. Or, the, I don't know. There, you you're the psychology person, but like, yeah, I'm, I, there's a, the bullies definitely are the bad people in the situation, but there's typically a lot of other shit going right. on with them too, but whatever. They shouldn't take it out on you because their life sucks. So in a nutshell, what Dan says is when he goes to go bench 500 pounds as well, my coach says I can do it so I can do it. Oh yeah. So that was, that was the, that was the whole entire conversation. So, right. So, and we're doing similar prep on my bench this time that we, that we did last time leading up to that one. Um, and it's basically, we'll work up to a high, a heavy five or like a heavy four. And it's never like a super max effort one. Like today was three eighty for four. And I probably had six, maybe seven in me total. Right. Um, so, but it's like heavy enough that it feels heavy and we keep adding weight, but then it's the stuff after that. We go like slingshot for a single heavier one board with a slingshot, two board with a slingshot, three board with a slingshot, four board with a slingshot. So coming into that meet, my body had had felt what five thirty five felt like unracking and mm-hmm. pressing on a four board, which isn't going from the chest. Like I get it, but I always did rep work before that leading up to. I think the heaviest bench I actually took to my chest raw that prep was four forty five, and I hit five hundred and it looked like I could have doubled or maybe tripled it. Like it was right. Oh my gosh, when good. you when you hit that five hundred, I uh, as I did your unrack, I was like. Floored! I remember yeah. that meet. That was a well, that was probably one of the most fun meets I've ever had too. Because yeah, like it was, it was, it was, it you was squatted over six. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Which I got to have my mental coach, my mental talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, because uh, you also do not listen to music when you lift, or if you do, you don't really care. Yeah. As whereas I am kind of diva y and I need music. Although today <laughs> I had. Uh, I had classical study music on because I was coming from doing some work in my office. Yeah, I, I don't know. My thing's always been, oh, yeah, so the mental coaching was you hit, what, like 590 or something? No, so, and so, and I guess we can go into what I think when I go into my big lifts. Oh, hold on. First, let's finish. What I think on my bench is oh, well, I, I, I you... typically don't overthink it because I have felt more than what right. I'm hitting. 
Um, but bench is the most technical one. And when I fuck it up is when I unrack it and it feels heavy. Right. And if it doesn't feel heavy, there's no doubt. And it just goes. And that's how that 500 felt. Cause I'd already felt the 535. So Um, I'm glad you're, you're a little bit. So we know who is the normal, not unhinged, insane person on the podcast. Is it me? (laughs) Oh, definitely. Oh my gosh. I mean, aside from the music I listen to when I like to go heavy, cause when I go heavy, I go heavy and I go, the music's pretty heavy too. Like it's pretty, pretty dark, pretty, pretty scary sometimes. Um, especially if I have my headphones in, right? Because, uh, well, uh, our the rest of the general population does not want to listen to music that I listen to about sc- like screaming and angry music. Uh, I so much angst. <laughs> yeah, right. Never goes away. Um, I I read a book a long time ago, and I think I, the reason I read this book is I was listening to Mark Bell's Powercast long time ago, two three years ago. And I read a book called The Alter Ego. So there's a, uh, and basically what it is, it boils down to is you, you basically develop this alter type ego when it comes to doing stuff that either makes you scared, something that makes you nervous. So you um, have to kind of become someone else. You become to a do completely different entity, uh, which if you ever talk to me after post meet or post meet during a meet, like when I'm going heavy on a day, I'm, I'm a pretty different person. Like I really do have a different. How do you feel like. So I know some people stay like that and they're kind of in that zone for like the day or yeah, the session. Yeah. Or are you one of those people that, so like, I, I feel that too. Like, I definitely feel like I, I flip a switch, but for me, it's like two seconds before I lift, I can right. flip it. And then as soon as I'm done, I can flip it off. And some people, are, are you more that way? Or are you more like the whole so, day is kind of like So that? it kind of depends on the day um, and depends on the lift. Uh in the past, you know, it would be more of the day. I would be very amped up even before the lift. And if the meet or if the, the session did not go as well, it tended to not go away. Um, but, you know, I can flip that. I've gotten much better at flipping that switch on and off. Um, I'll tell you what, though, that that uh, that switch, that alter ego is not <laughs> it's not a healthy person to type to try and become all the time. Uh, I would say I am very, <laughs> my, my, the conversation I had when I had that big squat, when I've had my best ever lifts, my best ever squats and my best ever deadlifts, um, especially squat. Cause squat is my favorite lift. And the one that will make me mad really easily is, um, you know, the bit, first time I ever squatted over 625, I think was an indie. Um, yeah. um, and, and it was a, it was like a huge PR for me and, to give some context of where I was training, um, there was two guys who could there that could squat over a thousand pounds. So, you know, I'm out of a mono lift and I'm like, all right, well, here's the deal. You know, we, uh, if you get, you either get it or you die kind of deal. Like, and, and I say that very casually really, but like, you know, that conversation you had with me and my meet when we, where you hit your 500 pound bench and I hit my best ever squat, my first time over squatting over six at a meet, um, I missed my second attempt. Remember, right. that, I, was I, I remember dumped my I, second attempt. Like I remember I what I it. said, but I, I was like, I didn't remember the context that brought up. I yeah. just remember I was like, I was pissed at you, and I didn't know. Yeah, I I, so I missed my, so I missed my second attempt. Um, what was the second attempt? I, I don't remember. I think it was six oh five. I think I want to say it was six oh five. Was it? it was, well, cause because because the convert the statement was 
you did not come here to squat not 595 or 585. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you came here to comment. squat over I was, six. I was like, did you come here to squat 590 or come here to fucking squat over six? Yeah. Right, no, because, that, you know, but that's like the kind of coaching I respond to, which is, you know, whether you want to call it healthy or not. But the conversation then I had with me on my third attempt was, all right, bud, here's the deal. Like, you, you didn't come here to squat 500. Right. You didn't come here to squat 200. You didn't come here to squat 300. You came here to do your job. This is your job. Now, you busted your ass. Let's put the work in, you know. And so I had to go into a pretty. I go pretty. I go dark. I yeah. go real dark. I mean, um, I mean, you see some lifters who get unhinged and slap their legs or anything. Right. Uh, my one of my best ever deadlifts that I've had in training. Um, I had <laughs> two handprints on my traps. <laughs> uh, one of my training buddies. He, I was like, "You want to go for it and slap me?" And he. He got it. Was that a fearless or was yeah, that? Yeah, Zach, Zach, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Zach was, slapped me. It Zach was told one, me about two, that. One, two. Zach told me about that. He's like, I beat the shit out of Preston today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the thing is, is like, that doesn't phase me. That shit yeah. doesn't phase me. It amps me I up. I tell you what, man. I think I like the back slap better than the ammonia. You know what? I think I do too. I will be, I mean, I will do both. I still do both. But yeah, because it's fun. Right. Like, <laughs> I, I like to be able to breathe. But, um, no, I like the back slap. Um, I mean, I think the Russians have something going on. You know that stuff where they're they're pulling on the ear, slapping right. the back of the neck. I mean, hey man, maybe the Russians know a thing <laughs> or two. They are strong, but yeah, no. When I go into a lift, um, like for example today or not today, this week when I hit a four hundred five front squat, yeah, uh, that which was, was a good lift. I think it's a PR. I can't remember. Um, I don't know. I, I bet, and when I took it, I thought I, I wasn't very low, but I had some depth on it. But it was fine. I, I know. I remember because you and I both <laughs> was, thought real time it looked terrible. Yeah, but then we watched the video and we're like, oh shit, no, that's depth. It was pretty good. Um, but yeah, I, I just like you know my eyes roll back into my head before I take those lifts, especially front squat because front squat I've almost passed out several times. Right. Um, those lifts, those type of lifts, I go into it and I'm like, this is okay. Like I I, I basically have the if this kills me, conversation, it's okay. Kind right. of deal. Like, like obviously, that's a, that's an extreme. Like, I don't need to be put in a home or a safe place. I'm very safe, and my mental health is pretty good. Yeah. Um, but like, you do, I do have to unhinge, or I find myself unhinging because that's like the the only place where so, it is acceptable. Yeah, well, for me and, to unhinge and, honestly, and like, I feel like lose once you it. Get, I feel like if we're if there's people listening that aren't. It's weird. I feel like the people who are beginners are like, ew, why would you do that? But then the people who are intermediates do it when they don't need to. And then like right. the advanced people are like like you and me where it's like you can turn it on and off. Right. And it's and it's just a performance thing and it's an intentional thing. Right. Um, but, man, yeah, you see that. So I feel like you see that with almost everyone who's at a high level. Like right. uh, my buddy John North, uh, he still competes in weightlifting. He won nationals in like 2010 and – uh, one. What was that? The oh my gosh, the AO, he, the American Open. He won two back back in the day. Then when it was just like the one competition, not like seven or whatever they do now. Um, but he was always like that too, and that was one of the reasons he got so popular on the Cal Strength videos on YouTube, um, and on uh, um, his own channels and stuff, is because he was just so freaking crazy um and i remember talking to him once and he was he was like well yeah because if if i don't become like john north the weightlifter john north the dude can't handle it <laughs> like well, well that's exactly right i mean 
First of all, all right, so what what normal sane person would be like, I'm going to go pick up 700 pounds today. Like, right. that's all I care about. Um, like, no, you don't just wake up that morning and be like, I'm going to pick up 700 pounds. Like, no, that's not normal. And then, you know, it's also not normal to be okay with, like, you accidentally bust a blood vessel in your eye kind of God, deal. So or you cool. Get Sorry, guys. Bloody nose. All kinds of banging I know, right? I'm trying microphone. to say uh, my back's tight from the, my work or my workout. But I am a, I am a, I'm a, basically a therapist. I'm a clinician. You know, I sit at a desk. So, like, it's very funny when I go in and work with some of my kids or I talk with some of my coworkers and I look like just some random dude. Like, I don't look like I lift. You know, I weigh under 200 pounds. I compete at 198. Um, as long as, uh, Dude, this is as long as London can get their COVID policies together, <laughs> um, I'll be out there in November. All right, I don't uh, know if this is gonna come I'll, through, but this is like this is one of my favorite. Like, is, are you are you are you playing the, the uh, powerlifting mo- mo- motivation with the George, the, the George Lehman one? Oh no, I've never. I don't know if I've heard that oh, one. I like well, the. Let's uh, see if it comes through. If not, I'll program it on our little soundbite things, and we'll we'll hear it. Ooh, shit! You know what? Oh, you got that. You got that ox. I don't even know how that stuff works. Hold, please. You're 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 in Enter, my entertain the people, sir. You're outside. I can't believe you don't have this one. This one right here. This is the. Um, so if you guys want some powerlifting motivation videos, the. Uh, the powerlifting mentality by Samson, uh, seventy-eight fifty-eight. Like, if you have no idea what kind of mentality it takes, like you gotta you gotta watch these videos. I know exactly which one you're getting ready to play because I've watched them all, and these are yeah. I have I have them saved on my phone. Oh, do you really? Yeah, these are definitely my go-to like training. Right, let's see. Let's see if we can get this to work. Oh man, come on. Uh, this is question. just a guy talking shit. Oh no, this is the wrong one. Hold on. Uh, no, that's the good one. No, just play that one. That no. one's the good one. Hold on. I mean, they're this both. Is, this is George Lehman. They're both really good. Hey, wait! Don't play the full video because we might. Uh, you think we'll hit some like YouTube copyright stuff? Kinds of weights is not a happy thing. It's not something you do if you are content and happy and everything's going fantastic and your life was fucking wonderful. Okay, it, that's not what it is. You do not try and pick up 800 pounds and fucking and look like you're gonna fucking kill somebody before you do it because everything is fucking great. You do not put yourself through workouts that can cripple you on a regular basis. These workouts can cripple you. They can destroy your back and knees and shoulders. They can fuck you up for life. That was a dude breaking. It takes an unhappy, unusually motivated individual. It takes someone who's willing to literally do whatever the fuck it takes to reach their goals for whatever reason they've decided that those are their goals. Okay? You can't do that shit if you have other options in your mind. If, if you could be just as happy peeling fucking potatoes as deadlifting 900 pounds, you're going to be peeling potatoes, not fucking deadlifting 900 pounds. <laughs> That's my it's, favorite. I, I love it because it it's is. Like, it's, it's, you'll it's, just be peeling potatoes. But it, it's so true because, like, you know, there are a lot of these guys, a lot of the guys that we lift with, who, you know, there is some serious therapy in this. Um, like, this has some true therapeutic uh, 
applications. You know, I, I go back and forth on how therapeutic my lifting is for me personally, um, because there, there are times where I'll go in and I'll have a terrible session and it'll just ruin my day. But there are times where I am like on cloud nine after a lift. Um, but the other thing that I sometimes forget about is when I go after those heavy weights, like this week, I'm going to hit a heavy three, um, which is your squat I'm, week. No, that's my deadlift week. Deadlift so week? I, I'm going to see if I can hit 675 for a triple this week. I don't know. We'll see how it feels on the, from floor. Yeah. 675. Yeah. Or 660 at least. Um, didn't you just pull 585 for a five like two weeks ago? Uh, yeah, but it was really. I don't know. I don't know. We'll figure. Oh, we'll, yeah. we'll figure I mean, out what hey, we're more pulling. More power to you, man. Um, shit, I mean, if you're pulling, I, feel, I may feel like shit like, tomorrow. If you're pulling like six sixty for a, a triple. For I, a triple, you better freaking pull at least that at the meet. Jesus. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it'll be somewhere in there, but um, crap, I forgot where I was. Gonna I go. feel like but I it, feel like six thirty five would be a that's very, I, I a actually, very good goal. I I, I say six sixty, but six thirty five is probably about where I'm going to go, but. Um, what I, what do I was what trying to do, man. right? What I was trying to get to is um, powerlifting or strongman or strength sports in general has given me the freedom to actually express myself and let me, you know, kind of be the type of person I like being, which has been, you know, I like to, you know, I like to be loud and I like to kind of have that limelight on me, but right. I also, you know, I have, I have a temper sometimes, uh, you know, so it's a very good outlet for a lot of my stress that I have. Um, you know, so I always recommend that to people who, uh, just need some sort of therapeutic outlet and don't necessarily approve or dig the traditional means of therapy or what, what people would consider right. quote, unquote, the tri- traditional just means. some other coping mechanism. Right, right. You know, um, because, uh, you know, in actuality, you know, if, if powerlifting wasn't my co- coping mechanism, oh, I would definitely drink tons. Right. Um, but. You know, for the, those lifts listening right now and have known me in the past, I did. I like to drink a lot. You know, I like to party tons. Um, hell, when we lived together, we <laughs> we had a, we had a couple good good weekends. The first week, and sure. I think we spent I think I spent two hundred bucks that weekend. Yeah, we that, that was that was a mistake. First um, weekend was crazy. Uh, but no, no, I I cut that crap real quick. But um, <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't do that. I don't I don't actually drink really ever. Um, I think I'll have one at like a holiday or something. I'll have a glass of wine or something like. It's gotten to the point for me that a I know it makes me a different person and b I'm cheap as shit. I'm cheap. I, I'm like I'm like that's how much, <laughs> right? I'll well, have a diet coke. Well, and I also I also just like not feeling like shit the next day and being yeah. able to if I feel like training, you know, go train. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and that for me has been <laughs> at, huge. At 39 years old, it ruins me for three days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. I'm not even there yet, and I know how it is. But so if. It, I'm showing. I'm showing right now. If you look at my motivation videos, I mean, you can see those those bad boys are on repeat yep. for me because they're just, you know, every once in a while I get in a rut and I just kind of need a reminder. Hey, you know, we're doing this for some sort of prideful thing, some sort of stupid reason that doesn't matter to anyone. But right, us. it's not going to make me any money, and it's <laughs> but it's but it matters to us. So that's right, all and that that's all that really matters. And this is something we are talking mm. about also today in the gym because uh, I've noticed this with a couple people that we train with is. Uh, some people hate competing. Like I am a true competitor. Like I live for the competition. I hate training sometimes because training isn't competition. Yeah. It's definitely not as exciting. It's not as fun, you know? And then there are other people I work with or train with who are like, no, I, I I just like training. My fiance is totally like that. I I mean, my girlfriend hates. She loves training, but she even signed up for a powerlifting meet and she just was like, meh. 
Yeah. <laughs> and didn't do it. Right. Yeah, no, um, it's very different. And and it's not, and obviously, you know, we're talking about women, but it is not just women, men too. Um, I remember when I was in high school, uh, one of the kids I went to high school with, he I, on the swim team, he wanted to join the swim team. Now, swimming is really hard. He just really likes Speedos. So, yeah, right? <laughs> swimming is really hard. Um, but what was so interesting to me is he didn't want to compete. He just wanted to do practices with us. And I was like, bro, the heck is wrong with you, man? I'm swimming 10,000 meters a day, no problem. And I compete Noise. at like 50 meters are my competition. Like you're going to be swimming way more than me because I don't even do the full practices. Right. And you don't want to compete. You just want to be Mr. Mr. Practice. Like what? Yeah. Some people are like that, man. And so it's, I always wonder if it's like people who they just really don't want to compete or they just don't want to like, like when you talk about people not wanting to do their first powerlifting me, it's not, it's, it takes a minute to figure out if it's they just don't feel like competing in general in things right. or if it's like I'm afraid I'll look stupid because I won't hit the numbers I want. Right. I think it's an introvert versus extrovert thing. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, you and I are both very extroverted people, whereas our significant others are not. For sure. Like, I mean, my girlfriend will love to, you know, if we can stay home all day, you know, and just watch movies and read a book, you know, that's her thing. Um, which I mean, nothing wrong with watching movies all day. Right. Either. I'm in, um, but you know, I like to be around people, you know, part of the reason why my sessions can take me two hours is because I get a lot of jaw exercise so, too. I am, and I am the worst culprit of it too. So I have, I have like this, so I'm an extrovert. I'm very much like you. Like I, I enjoy going to the gym because there's people there and I like right. chatting with people. I like, I like showing off. I, I mean, especially on like a fucking bench day, it's nice to go in there and be like, <laughs> Hey, how many times am I going to hit this fucking four? Jesus, man, we're or, in or there. Whatever. And literally the first thing two people come <laughs> say to us when, we, when they come into the gym, they're like, well, just, just leave us any plates. I mean, geez, where to, where to feed your ego, man. I was yeah. Like, I was guys, like, that's on. why I come here. <laughs> it's very important to go to a gym when you're the strongest person. Yeah, you're not the strongest. Yeah, I would. I don't know. I'm I the think, strongest bencher. I would say you're the strongest bencher. I would say Justin's got the best deadlift there. Dustin, Justin for sure is the best deadlifter. I, you and it's between you or him for the best squatter. Is he a better squatter than you? Uh, I, I know. I, his, I know his front squats, but but my best front squats four forty five. I haven't done it in forever. Um, his best if he was doing sets at like just under five. On front squat. All right. Well, I uh, I don't know. I don't know what he is on back squat though. But but I mean, he doesn't back squat though. He's a strong man. He yeah. is a true strong man. Squat, he doesn't just, back it, squat. Front squat does transfer more into the skills and strong man. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's. I'd say he's a better squatter than me. Then I don't know. I think it, if he dedicated some time to training back squat, probably. Right. And that's that's Justin Loy's our buddy at the gym. There he. Uh, Competed he, at Clash of the Coast, and he's he got just a qualifier won. coming up. Yeah, I was gonna say he is. He does have his pro card. He, he, he went. To, he went to the Clash of the Coast, but he had a. He didn't have like the greatest experience, but I think. Uh, yeah, I think there was speculatively a lot of why. Off. I think he did. He was just not. Um, I think he just had a bad day. I'm interested like, to truly want to say how he does in the qualifier that's coming up. I think it's a couple weeks after the our other buddy Zach's competing at a strongman show in Kentucky. Yeah, yeah I August seventh, and I think it's like three weeks later or something. Is yeah, I qualifier. had joked with Justin about doing that qualifier. Actually, um, I actually had really entertained the idea, but um, with the potential for London, 
you know, in the works. Yeah, I have got to pick the one that you want to focus on. I've it's put what, like twelve t- weeks out or something. Yeah, it's yeah. So it was going to be too too close to do something in London because I would want to try and put up real numbers at that, that qualifier. That's one hundred percent how I was feeling too. So, I mean this this one I have in August in Terre Haute that I'm going to go do. Um, it's a tune-up meet. I mean, that's truly what it is. It's I am the person who, if my body could handle it, we're, I would compete five, take, six times a week or take, a year. We're taking home at least that 660 deadlift. Get that monkey off your back. Right, right. I, I think the meet is more so. I have some unfinished business on the platform. That's that's yeah. the motto for this is I have an unfinished <laughs> business. I Revenge mean, meet. Jesus. And, I mean, if you guys want to go watch me fail my deadlift – in, don't don't in, do that. In Ohio, um, and obviously 660. If you miss your deadlift, no one can know. 660 is not that great, I will say, no compared one, to No like one can know I coached you for this meet if you miss that deadlift. <laughs> I I will just you own know you as a client. That's I'm feeling that's my I'm feeling a 660 opener based off of how I mean based, based off, off how, how stuff's moving. How stuff's moving. I mean, well, Jesus. We'll see for sure after this week. This week will yeah, I mean, um because you know, six sixty would be ideal. Three hundred kilos—that's a huge pull. Um, yeah, way over three times body my body weight. I mean, super solid. Uh, you know, I'd love to pull four hundred, four times my body weight. Right. Um, six sixty seven hundred puts me at three and a half times. So, you know, there's not a ton of people. Shit, what do I weigh now? Two ninety. So I need to pull like. 580 for double body weight. I pull like 900 pounds on triple body weight. Right, right. Well, and, 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 you know, so so who was it? Someone at work actually was talking to me about uh, strength to weight ratio. Strength to weight ratio <laughs> gets worse as you get heavier, so, no matter how good so you are. Here's the, here's, and here's my response to 100 this. 100 pound dude, deadlift because 300. Because you and I both cool. joke about this all the time. So I weigh 200 pounds. All right, so let's take a. We'll just take someone who weighs more than me. We'll just say you. You know, you weigh a little bit more than me. Big boy. Um, say we are enemies on the street or we're going to meet each other in the jungle or whatever and get into a fight. Do you th- do you really give a shit that pound for pound I am stronger? Nope. Nope, because you will beat the piss out of me. All I know is I can crush a coconut between right. my hands, and that's right. the same as a human skull. Right, right. And, and so so the statement, there is no weight class in the jungle, is very true. But there, there, is, is, there are weight classes in powerlifting. Right, right. <laughs> and obviously I do, you know, I do, I do get advantages you don't have. I do weigh almost 100 pounds less than you, but so I can move faster. Yeah. So, well, like, I, I sacrifice my strength stuff. for speed, you know. Right. You know, which one is it? I mean, well, and if I weigh 100 pounds more than Floyd Mayweather. I'm not stepping lighter, in the ring with that man because he will murder me. Lighter people are going to have an easier time with some leverage right. abuses. Like, right. Like, the, you're going to be a better the sumo, sumo The sumo, the, uh, the wide grip be, bench. You're going to be better. You're going to be a better uh, archer in your yeah. bench, typically. Yeah. Um, and you can look at the top people in the weight classes and people in the 200s, dudes are, are Pulling sumo are the guys that are pulling the monster numbers, and at the super heavies, unless it's geared powerlifting, people right. are pulling conventional for the big um, numbers. And and the only exception to that would be the best, John. John Hack pulls conventional. Oh, he does. Does he? He does. John Hack pulls conventional. I think when he competed in the I USAPL, keep getting him confused with uh, Kayla Woolham. Yeah, well, there's a big difference, Kayla. Well, yeah, I don't want to talk bad about either powerlifter because I like both of them. Uh, but uh, John Hack pulls conventional and he i think when he competed in the usp usapl he was a sumo puller um but he made the transition uh, probably because his squat was just not able to hang out 
doing um, both of those. Doing both. Yeah. Um, I will say the big limiter I've been having on my squat because my squat is requires a lot of hip is my sumo deadlift beats me up. Yeah. Um, which is why you and I have me squatting and deadlifting on opposite exactly. weeks. Exactly. And that's that's one thing. Actually. That's such an underrated thing. So once you re- get to a certain level. Recovery on overlapping muscle movements. Right. Is so huge and super neglected. And honestly, from all the work I've done with Mike Westerling. Right. Um, and, and Travis Mash both are kind of probably the two people that have like made my programming kind of what it is. Um, the big things, Mike's huge thing is, is not overtraining stuff, being aware of muscle overlap. So especially if you're a sumo puller, there's no way in hell I'm going to have you just literally periodize your, your sumo pull and your squat, especially if you're a low bar squat and like you're a pretty low bar squat. And if you're a wider stance squatter, it's even more. Than right. Right. Um, but even if you're just a low bar squatter and you pull conventional, that's still a lot of low back overlap and, right. and if you're a stronger dude like you are it's just gonna beat the shit out of your hips if you're a sumo guy and it's gonna beat the shit out of your back if you're a conventional guy right so i mean it's i'd rather have a little smaller progression from a little less frequency at the heavy loads but a way less risk of injury and as long as we do our overload right and our peak right right it should be fine right and, and i do say this is something that I always have found that trains helps my training a ton. And we did a good job this past off season block training. It was, I didn't touch a low bar that like I haven't. So this past week was the first week I touched a squat bar and since like October, November time. Because the squat bar requires a little more mobility. It's, uh, it's the, a fatter bar. It's a fatter, longer bar. I mean, I I actually turned to you after I did my front to back squat complex and said I quit. <laughs> like I really, I was like, screw. It. Can I just do take everything with the power bar? Because squatting on a power bar is so yep. much nicer than well, a, dead, a so squat bar. I feel like for a lot of people, if you don't get in your head about the bar being a different bar, right, right. It's it, most fine. of the time, it's not bad. Uh, but like for me, we were talking about on my bench today. You're like, man, did you bring your grip in on your bench? So I, when yeah, I, when yeah. I compete, I'm usually ring finger on the ring. Um, but when I'm training, I'll I'll do pinky on the ring or or just inside the ring uh, because if I do, I'll, I'll press more with the ring finger, but. It beats up my shoulders more than if I just move right. in a half inch. I move in a half inch, my shoulders stay healthier longer, and as long as I'm progressively overloading that way, I'll get extra pounds as soon as I scoot my finger out, and I'll probably like four weeks out from the meet um, when I'm taking some heavy singles and doubles, I'll probably switch to getting the ring finger back on it. But, you know, I started prepping for this meet at 16 weeks out, shit, I'm not going to just beat the crap out of my shoulder like that for, you know, the first 12 weeks when right. all I need all I need is four weeks to get used to the slightly different bar path. Right, and and I think, and sometimes it, it's one of those things this is where you can tell people are making lifting more complicated than it needs to be. So I did that whole period. I did not low bar or touch a squat bar since my last meet, or maybe once right. or twice. I could feel it for the first time when I had five or – 585 god no 500 on my back i felt it and i looked at you and said oh shit this is gonna be a long road yeah but it carries over so much faster and because well, and, and now because we're, i didn't beat now the we're in shit. that now we're in that final peak where it's like part of it is just getting used to that mobility again right right but getting that's the, that's the why path. you don't make the first day or the day at the meet the day you switch to low bar right i you mean know, get so a couple from, sessions in and you'll be fine right and, 
And plus, you got to also pay attention to if you're low barring um, with like a low, low bar squat. Right, like how that, I squat. That will beat the shit out of your shoulders for My bench. shoulders and my biceps hate me towards the end of my peak. Like, yep. I Which hate, is why we save it for like... Like, for, for the end right, of the peak, right, right, like, the whole training yeah, cycle. for the off season stuff, I don't touch my main movements. Like I didn't pull, I didn't pull, I haven't pulled sumo. Um, that 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 five eighty five pull that I did, yeah, that was the first time I five eighty five for five like butter. That was the first sumo deadlift I've done since probably January. Yeah. Um, and I was actually talking about this uh, today with uh, Chris Duffin because Chris Duffin did that that competition that's that challenge. Two years ago now, Jesus, right, time right. Flies, where he was basically trying to squat a thousand pounds every day, or not squat, deadlift a thousand pounds every day. He got hurt on day like twelve or something. Jesus. Stopped. He basically didn't deadlift, but once or twice last year or two for like the past couple right. of years, he hasn't deadlifted really at all. He just went back um, one of his most recent deadlift videos and pulled a thousand pounds without fucking well, and, breaking and a that sweat just because goes he to just show. shows he's so strong. But he also is he just knows how to train exactly. I was there's there's muscle overlap, right? So you get a more seasoned guy like you or me or you know to a lesser extent Chris Duffin. No, I'm just kidding, right? To, like to let's be real. Greater, I think Chris Duffin has been lifting extent. longer than I've been walking yeah. around. Well, you get you get guys that are experienced that have been training for powerlifting for, you know, a decade or two. Right. You're not going to forget how to do a, a deadlift. No. Like, you've done it. So if, if an injury is preventing him from doing that specific movement in that specific way, well, what can you do to, if your hips are dying on your sumo deadlift, that's going to help your sumo? Well, you can do good mornings. You can do wide stance RDLs. You can do conventional pulls. You can do rack pull. Like, right. you can do trap bar deadlifts. Like, you can do uh, sandbag carries, all that shit is going to help the muscles be stronger that are used for that specific movement without hitting it in a way that was hurting it. Um, right. Right. And my, my thing towards the end of my lifts or my preps is my elbows, my biceps, and my hips are pissed and want me to die. So I don't do anything that causes that right. injury in my off season. So I have that. I have the you have some gas. I have tank. enough gas in the tank to get me to the end before the pain starts limiting my ability. And obviously, we've dialed back the volume yep. a little bit too. Um, so I'm pretty excited for these numbers because, yeah, like, like it's frustrating. Like for example, today I got frustrated because um, we were doing my bench and like we threw a slingshot on it, didn't add any more weight to me. To my we were bench. using my slingshot. Well, That's and then we, we even, even when we added mine, it wasn't enough. It moved better though, right? But it wasn't enough. But we, my triceps are garbage, right? Like, like my triceps are basically not good. Yeah, so Preston, my lockout is, is, is terrible. Is historically a very wide bencher with right. a good arch. So, so you're you're very good about using your leverage points and your flexibility and your mobility to shorten your range of motion as legally possible, right? Which is just part of the game, man. Right, like, right. I mean, I, I was I a, I was a 181 and, lifter. You know, I give I'd you learn. shit about sumo pulling and, and wide grip benching, but like at the end of the day, it ain't against the rules and it gets you more pounds. Right. Um, so, yeah, by default, like you're real strong off the chest. Um, your triceps are the lacking part because like you haven't had to use them for the full range of motion. Right, right. And what's happened is as my deadlift and my, my, my deadlift has grown very well. Yeah, um, I mean, my, my great. My uh, my conventional, you know, spending a ton of time in my conventional has made a big difference, but I have uh, sacrificed a little bit of my thoracic mobility and my lumbar spine does not yep. like to move around very much. So arching, 
for me is no longer much of a option. Well, and part of that just, I feel um, like that just happens quite a right. bit as you get better at bench anyway. Right. You start getting a little more internally rotated on the shoulders right. as your as your chest and everything kind of pull you forward to basically make a bench shirt so you're better at benching. Right, right. Yeah, I, uh, yeah and I've just, you know, it's just been my lagging lift. Um, you know, the really nice thing is I remember if I'm patient with my bench presses, I need to be patient with all my lifts. Um, and as we all should be patient with our lifts, the carryover is really nice. Yeah. Um, I mean, God, when I was prepping for that strongman show, and this is how important the carryover strongman is, um, first time I ever benched 405 was coming off of a strongman competition. Right. Uh, you know, it was obviously I was in a slingshot, so I'm not that great of a bencher. Uh, but I haven't, I haven't come close. A- I can't come close, but I hit a raw 375, like unpeaked. Yeah. Like, like it was like mid training like cycle. Mid training, like randomly. I don't even remember why we did it. Um but I, it was like it was like ten o'clock at night. It was late too. I yeah. remember. And we just like randomly did it and I was like, Well, that was cool. Yeah. Um so so well, my bench the, comes out of nowhere, especially the, and, and man, you know, I tell you days. what, like I I've compete I kinda bounce between powerlifting and strongman competitions. When I get tired of one, I'm ready to try the other one. It kinda <laughs> it always just kinda works out that I alternate. Right. Um but man, I tell you what, that was the first thing I, I noticed is just on bench press, the the overhead press focus in strongman and the upper back work in strongman just was huge for just how stable my bench felt and my numbers just flew when I right. started playing between them too. Right, and and uh, you and I were talking about that today when I was doing some dumbbell incline work um, because, so for me, my, my shoulders are garbage. I swam four years in high school and almost in college. Um, so I beat the shit out of my shoulder. So I can't like overhead press is easily one of my weakest movements. Like without a doubt, right. like a strict overhead press, you may get me to do two twenty five for one or two, which is a pretty fucking good overhead press for a two hundred pound dude. Right, whatever. Um, compared, <laughs> I compare myself to others, but like, okay, uh, might not. I don't even know if I can do that anymore. I haven't tried a strict overhead press like that standing. Um, but we throw some. We 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 let me use some leg drive, and I'll I'll. I'll hit a three fifteen leg press yeah. or uh, push, push press. press, no problem. Like it is, it is. You just have to know when you lift how to like kind of make your your angles work for you, and know how to train around those busted ones. Um, I don't even remember what we were talking about. We we're just talking about training cycle for this <laughs> this prep. Yeah. We're, we're you know talking about how the importance of an off season is, or what actually we should probably talk what constitutes an <laughs> off season because. As as many weeks as you can handle doing hypertrophy style work right. before you go insane and just want to start maxing shit out again. Right. I so am, for me, it constitutes about four to six weeks. You know, we got <laughs> we got pretty far into that. My last hypertrophy block, we yeah, did. I think we I did, did an eight week, eight twelve week hypertrophy yeah. block. Which, now it it was a friendly hypertrophy block. We got to work up relatively heavy. Um, did we? I didn't think we. I didn't think we got that heavy. No, yeah, we did. It wasn't like heavy, 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 but it, but it was. At the very end, we were pushing very some, end it got some numbers. That um, <laughs> the last like three weeks, I was like, ah, let's do some cool stuff. Right, I think the last three weeks because I, um, you know, I lied. I got this. I remember because I was I was ba- I should have hit a five eighty five deadlift pull, a uh, conventional five eighty five pull, like for no problem. Like and it, the number just wasn't there. I couldn't feel it. I, the bar was just getting way too far out of my, like in front that, of me, I and like I got pissed. Turned around, kicked the bar. Walked right back up to it, sumo pulled it beltless, like nothing. And I was like, and this was like the last day of yeah. my training block. And I was like, 
oh shit um this is gonna be fun yeah because i've never like ice cold sumo pulled from conventional to sumo 585 like let alone 400 i don't do that because you gotta cold bar some shit every now and then. right right so i was like oh that's gonna be cool because i don't think i had chalk on that one either yeah so like i was like cool so grip didn't screw me and i was like huh it's gonna be a fun block so you know don't underestimate the importance of volume work covering a little bit but yeah man i'm the same way i the way I get around like overtraining stuff is I'll do like, okay, I just did a powerlifting meet. So strongman's more of a five rep max sport. Let's prep for one of those. So it's like, right. It's volume, but still prepping for right. a, a, you know, a you're, thing, you're still working towards a, co- a goal of competition, just, not just, just like myself working towards a, let's just get through this high hypertrophy block. I'm, I'm trying after nationals this year, I'm looking at like getting back down to like the two fifties again and not, Right, feeling like a fat fuck anymore, <laughs> and uh, but man, I already know I'm gonna do the right things. I'm gonna lose a bunch of weight. You're gonna, you're, gonna, you're gonna start wanting my, to get back in fighting again, aren't my you? My bench is no, God, no. I, man, I think, I think I finally <laughs> made peace with that. But God, my, but my bench together. is my bench is gonna go under 450, and I'm gonna be like, fuck it, and get big again. Well, that's that was what <laughs> happened when you uh, when you started fighting again. Is your bench decided to take a shit? Yeah, and I was I like, remember. nope, nope. And you're like, nah, I'm good, anymore. not doing that. I was like, dude, you were losing weight, you were getting lean, you were yeah, loving I was, the rolling I was in the 270s. Yeah, and then you were like, nope, can't bench 500. Nope, camping or four hundred <laughs> or whatever the hell it was. I feel like as soon as my bench creeps up to yours, you'll so quit like when I you're when doing. I hit when I hit that five hundred bench, I was kind of like cool. I hit what I wanted in powerlifting. I can I can I can hang my hat on that. I never got that seven hundred pound deadlift or that eight hundred pound deadlift. I was knocking at the door at seven hundred a number of times, but like yeah, because you hit you hit seven in comp in training. Yeah, I've hit seven hundred five in training a couple times. Um, I've hit six eighty in a meet that was unsanctioned. That meat didn't care. Oh no, the one that the one it. you missed. My six eighty three at Worlds, I missed at lockout. My six eighty at the meet we just did in October, I, I missed oh, lockout because I forgot to put chalk on because I'm an idiot. No, um, that no, it's been longer than that. It's been long. It's been almost two years since we did that meet. No, it was October. The tribute? No. The October is when I hit my uh, October third is when I hit my five hundred bench. I thought it was further than that. I don't know. I've found as I get older. Two years ago was the one where you did the strongman show, and I did that push. Oh, uh, really? I was gonna say I feel as though all my stuff. Yeah, um, that yeah, it was twenty 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 in uh, in Kentucky. In Kentucky, yeah, yeah. that's right. The one I the one most recent one I did was in March. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, that was a. Uh, so yeah, I was like, man, I, I hit that five hundred. I'm good, and I was kind of looking for my next thing to conquer. And I used to do a lot of uh, MMA stuff, and and I, I found a dude and got doing some Muay Thai again and some jujitsu. And I just, when I was into that stuff, I wasn't into training and lifting. And now I'm just, I just enjoy lifting more than the combat sport right. stuff. So I guess I've matured and grown. <laughs> but now, now I'm kind of like, okay, if I go to this nationals and, and I win it, which would be cool. Um, then I could be like, okay, I hit that 500 bench. I won a nationals. Now I can just like train and maybe just do a strongman every now and then, and I don't know, maybe do a power. It's just hard to want to do a powerlifting meet when you know your numbers are going to be lower. Right, right. I will say, which um, is why I'm like staying big because I'm like I want my numbers to be bigger at this meet. Right. Know? Yeah, I know I'm getting ready to start creeping in that that realm of 
where's my where's my max like my true i'm never gonna get any stronger right. obviously you can be like oh you can always get stronger okay well, that's well you, here's you the deal though <laughs> when i was 17 i was one football hit away from never walking again right when i was in college playing football i went and looked at my trainer and said hey i felt something pop in my knee what's up you know kind of deal um Trainers Tra- don't know shit. Tra- well, no, the trainer basically gave me the same speech you got from the doctor. And the do- the trainer's like, it's not broken enough for them to do surgery. <laughs> I the- hate that answer. I- <laughs> the trainer straight up said, well, it's not torn completely. So here you have two options. You can keep playing until you tear it completely and have surgery. Or you can sit out and wait the eight weeks and wait- let it heal and just deal with the scar tissue. Ugh. Either way, I was going to miss eight weeks. Right. I was like, well, Either way, I was guaranteed an eight-week miss. I was like, but at least this way I get, get to, to like, things. like, well, at least the way where it's a complete tear, I don't have to deal with like the terrible the scar, scar tissue, tissue scarring yeah. of it, and I will get a new knee or kind of a new knee. But well, fast forward five years, I can squat over six, and I fucking damn knee won't tear. <laughs> Although that knee is starting. Um, if you feel it, you can feel something starting to give way a little bit more and more. And I'm I, waiting because it swells up so this, after we squat. This nationals I got, my knees, we have like similar fucked up knees. And uh, I, it's a power bar, not like deadlift bars and squat bars. It's sleeves, not wraps. And I just, I want another good wrap meat. I want another wrap meat too. I so, will... I want because I feel like I feel I, like I'm going to be at the point at nationals where I can squat six and sleeves. Do we want to like random? Should I randomly just should I just switch to wrap at this August meet? I know we had talked about it because it's out of a mono. Whatever left. you want to do, man. All right, it's yeah. out of a mono. Right? Like, yeah, let's party. Yeah, fuck it. We'll, 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 um, well, yeah, you heard it here first. I, mean, I just I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap up. Yeah, I think we'll wrap do. up because we can we can still overload with wraps. I gotta get. Do which ones do you have? And we'll uh, talk about that the later. Inzer grippers, yeah, those are they're nice. like self grip. They're pretty, yeah, those nice ones. And I have, uh, I have some Trident Strength. Wait, what? What federation are you doing? I don't remember. What oh, I is it USPA to. or is I it, think it's, it's RPS? It's, it's, APF. Or it's APF. It's it's the good one. It's the good so one. So my Trident ones are three meter wraps, which I think are legal in in APF. So, good lord, my knees just going to be a wrap. <laughs> yeah, your leg's um, going to be twice as big, right? It's going to be a uh, what is that called? A cast. Like a cast around the knees, but yeah. So I feel like I feel like at nationals, I'm gonna be hopefully squatting six um, in sleeves, which would be cool because um, I've never done it in sleeves or in wraps. But then it's like I kind of want another meet where I can squat like over six in wraps, right? And I think I'll be able to do that at like two fifty. I don't think I have to be three hundred pounds. Do you like ever that. think you're gonna get to the point in your career where you'll you'll just go full equipped? Do you ever think no. you'll get to that point so, where you'll 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 bring you'll you'll get the bench shirt, you'll get the briefs? So I, I'm I'm old enough now, so like I'm I'm 39. Because you 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 saw 30. it, you were you were you were in the sport at the tail yeah. end of that, weren't you? Yeah. So I I will. So I'm I'll be 39 next month, and which is why I'm so excited because like when I'm 40, I'll just compete masters strongman, and <laughs> I feel like 40 to 43 are going to be like me kicking ass like everywhere right because the weights are lighter but but i'm also at like old enough now and i've competed and kind of hit stuff that i want to hit at this point that 
I just, I don't really want to do shit I don't want to do. Like, I really didn't want to squat in a meet. I wanted that 500 bench, so I just did it in a push pull because, like, fuck squatting. I didn't want to, and I'm right. too old to care. Like, I don't know. I, I and, and that's how I feel about gear. I'm like, it's cool. It's its, its own sport. I have respect for the dudes that do it. Right. I know a lot of, I have some buddies in Indy, uh, shit, um, uh, Nash, Float Lord on Instagram. Oh, yeah. He's, he's an equipped lifter. He's a buddy of mine. Um, and then, you know, we, of course, both know Connor, I mean, I think you know him better than me, but like, yeah, yeah, tons of respect for those dudes. I just, I, I don't want to take. I sweat a lot. Yeah, I know you. And do. I feel like fat. I feel like I would be such a sweaty mess just putting oh all my that gosh. shit. Like, because you have the you have the dead. Like if suit. I have tight, told me about that if one I have, time. If I have tight pants, I'm like, ugh, I'm sweating my ass off. I couldn't imagine putting a squat suit on. And I have a deadlift suit with, like, Velcroable shoulders, so I don't have to really squeeze into it. And I get done with that, and I'm, like, a fucking dripping mess just putting that thing on. Gee, I just Oh, my God. I, I so this And this is obviously before I started dating my girlfriend, but she was telling me about the time she, at Park West, one of the gyms we used to train at, she's helping you put on a deadlift Ugh. suit. And she's like, I went up and was helping him, and he was hairy and sweaty. She loved it. And I'm like, your nasty she loved ass it. needs to shave your back. Um, yeah, Ellen. No, sometimes right. I uh, she likes it. I would do it. I think I would. You would do shave it. my back. Well, I'm not gonna shave your back. <laughs> you would do equipped. I think I would do it. I, I think if I got to the point where my so here's the way I look at equipped lifting. Equipped lifting has its own place. That will be the place where I am busted, where my joints are can't take it. Yeah, like I mean, if, that's what if, Sumner did. He went. I mean, if my apply because his hip labrums were destroyed. If, yeah, that, that's actually exactly where I was getting ready to go. If my hip labrums decide to just keep being pissed at me more and more. Hey, like I will go squat suit. I know we're like over time. Yeah. Just stretch it to an hour and a half. Oh my God. No. I mean, I, I didn't I know. Dinner. I didn't know. I just saw the timer. Oh, Jesus. We're, at, we're at like an hour. 16. Oh God. I got homework tonight. Um, I got some, got some graduate work. But yeah, dude, that was, that was good. That was, that was a fun little discussion. Hopefully y'all got something out of it. Um, you can follow us um, at Meathead Chatter on Instagram is where we post stuff there. Posting some clips of the podcast, little teasers. Right. I want to start making some funny-ass memes, but not just like copying other people's <laughs> funny-ass memes. So we'll see how that goes. Right. Um, um, big shout-out. Favorite. I don't know. Maybe we can get some brands to sponsor us. I don't know. Not yet. All right. No, we're not that cool. Give it, um, give it three years. If you guys are ever in the Lafayette <laughs> area and are looking to train, you should definitely hit one of us up. If you're especially looking for powerlifting, strongman elements, uh, hit us up on Instagram at PSAC16 or at, I don't even remember. Strongman, strongman Dan. Strongman underscore, underscore Dan. We had to look Dan. this up last week. Um, or... If you uh, don't, if you can't get a hold of us, don't want to talk to us, don't like us, but still want a place to lift and lift. If you heavy, don't like us, fuck right. you. You don't get to lift there, <laughs> right? Uh, reach out to Fearless Fitness. Definitely, they'll give you give you a plug. I suppose. Let them know. Fearless underscore Fitness underscore Boot Camp. Oh uh, yeah, I forgot on the IG. Sorry, I forgot about the full. full Only IG cool is. people have underscores. Oh yeah, well, I've never <laughs> changed my Instagram handle. My Instagram handle's been the same since I was like, whenever it was made. I don't know. I'm an original OG. OG Instagram user. I'm actually an OG Facebook user. And yeah. you know how you can tell I'm an OG Facebook user? Because the age on mine says I'm 38 or 36 right so now. So I was an OG Facebook user. Because I got Facebook when it was still for college kids only. And you weren't. And I was like eight. So. And so I had to change and add 10 years to my age. So it says my birthday is 84. Because <laughs> you had to be 18. Back in the day, you had to be 18. Yeah, because it was for college. Yeah, it was for college. So, like, I had it. And, like, so I was, I can claim. I think you were sooner than me then because I think I was, like, 
2004 or I don't know. I, I don't know. Instagram or Facebook but, will tell you. But then I, I got divorced remember. and deleted it because I was like, I don't want her to see my shit. And right. then, like, we're actually cool, so I, like, opened a new Facebook. <laughs> so mine isn't as old. Right. Oh, man, I'm so glad you you don't go clean shaven anymore. Please don't do that. Soul patch. Jesus, the soul patch, man. Soul that was, patch. Excuse me, circa 1990. Remember that but, time when we agreed aliens are real? Wait, hang on. We can't. We can't do this. We have to do this week's news. We'll do it next week. Oh, I was gonna say. <laughs> Wait, no. Do is, is do, there do, do, do real quick news segment. Okay, okay. I, I was gonna say we got. We'll Hold do on. a real quick news segment before we, we we let out. I don't know how to do this. Ah, dang it! It's still going. So I don't know how to make it stop making the noise. All it's right. Okay. Well, this we're, is, we're just this, this is, is professional. Right. We're professional very, grade here. Very professional. It's got thirty-seven seconds left. All right. Do you remember how the last episode we were yelling about aliens and then oh, we yeah. turned it on? Yeah. I was just trying to do it again. Oh, okay, okay. I was just <laughs> No, so so do, we got to do a quick little news segment on in this world of athletics. Big okay. news. Big big news. Do we have do we have a news button? Push the news button. We do, but I'm, I got to wait for the music to stop. Oh. Otherwise the music will play with the news button. Oh. How you have you to entertain it? us for oh, eight seconds. I got, I got to entertain for eight more seconds. Oh, my gosh. What has gone on that's crazy in the news of uh, – not in the the world of news because, like, we're not doing – we're, we're not doing news right now. I fell asleep again. Right. <laughs> and whispered a lot. That's all right. Whispered really in my fucking ears. creepy. Just listen to my voice as he whispers. I got a $1.9 <laughs> trillion. Dollars. <laughs> Give me a second. Oh my god! Pretty sure that's a direct quote. Oh my, yeah, it, it is. <laughs> Anyways, Anyways, in the news, this just in: Conor McGregor is a child. Oh, he broke his shit. ankle. He I broke. Really, the, he I broke. Really wanted his, to talk about this today, but the rest of the stuff was so good. We got. We got to talk it real quick. Okay, okay, we have ten minutes in the news. If you are the hugest trash talker in MMA. And you don't back it up, whoo, people coming at you, Bro, homie. Like, okay, own the fact that you, you broke your damn ankle, man. Like, I saw and, and the he, video and full time, and I saw of, the, like, screen where it was broken. Like, yeah. he broke it. Like, what regardless of how you went, the fight went, he broke his damn ankle and is a terrible sport. Like, I like Conor McGregor. I like his showmanship. I like, I like he's fun to watch fight. Right. I hate him outside of the octagon. He is a he is a promoter. He is a and, cunt. And and I agree. And I think <laughs> well, he's from the UK. He's from he's from Europe, so they say cunt pretty commonly. Over I there. say it too. I do too. On common speak. But no, so his thing was what the hell was it? I just saw it. It was something like uh Dana White was interviewing him and he said something about uh uh, I don't even remember who he fought. Was it Nadal? Po- no, it was Ponya. Oh, Ponya. Yeah, because he, he lost again. Um, he basically said, your mom's in my DMs or something. Something like stupid and petty, like some high school age like yeah. comeback. I'm like, bro, you are a pro. At least give me some pro comebacks. But it was just it was just interesting because, you know, I, I like athletics. I like competition. But there's something that is really important to athletics and competition, which is being a good loser. And yeah. so there is losing like when Thor and Eddie Hall 
you know, when Thor lost to Eddie Hall in World's Strongest Man 2018. like a little, uh, was it 18 or, or 2017? 2017, 2017. Yeah, yeah. He 17 was a because didn't have a 20. About it Thor too. bitched and moaned about it. Take your L, win it next year because he won it next yeah. year. Eddie Hall, like, give Eddie Hall his win because Thor he is a way better strongman than Eddie Hall was. Well, well. He uh, is so much a more complete strongman, but that year, Eddie yeah. Hall was better at those events and that's that what double matters. dip, man. Said double dip, you know, and, and I will say I appreciate. And he may Eddie. not have been intentionally double dip. I don't think he like, was, but and, he did. Right, he he definitely did. He got he got a technical like. Well, in the big argument I had at the time, and lots of other people did too, is like Thor had many other opportunities to beat him than just that right. event. And even even then, Eddie did the amount of presses he needed. To win. Right. It if wasn't, Thor would have gotten that rep, Eddie would have gotten another one, too. Like, Eddie had several more in him. Yeah, it wasn't like Eddie ground out that last one. Right. That's. I think that's something that people forget is Eddie is a Eddie's a better pressure because he was 500 pounds, if that mean. Yeah. Like, he has gone on the record saying he will never do that again. No. Because he almost died, like... Multiple times, like hey, he actually, I think he did aren't we, die. Are we talking about Conor Gregor being well, a bitch? Yeah, we're talking. We're going in. We're talking about sportsmanship. And, oh, okay, you know, my two of my favorite power or strongmen actually being children. Uh, <laughs> you know, thankfully it gave us a nice rivalry. But I, I wish Conor McGregor would have taken that fight a little bit more gracefully. It would have been one thing if it had come to a split decision, in my opinion. Right. And he was like, you know, well, fuck you, you know, you're a bitch kind of deal. And from what I was reading and the snippets that I saw. Ponye was winning that whole round. Too. Oh, really? It's, it's not even like Connor was winning and then happened to break his foot. There's some speculation on the ankle breaking because Ponye checked oh, one of his yeah, leg kicks. Yeah, yeah. They're saying he, that that, that uh, McGregor. That's what happened. That's what that, Dana that, White said. To and him. that that being said, if that's the case, you can't be like, "Oh, I broke my ankle. Or I had kicked his ass." Well, he broke but, your ankle, man. But he checked your leg kick, which broke your ankle. So, like, he he broke your leg, right? So he beat you there too like right right i mean it's just one of those like at that level man take anyone, your lash they're, they're both they're both so good and I, like again I'll, I'll say it time and time again i connor is one of the best guys in mma one of the best guys that has ever been in mma and i love watching that dude fight he is right fun to right watch. like i always support but, him but and i wish he would just take his l's better man yeah um because you and i were there when he watched at that his last fight, not yeah, which was Ponya as well. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, were at, we were watching that, and he beat him then. And yeah. um, I don't even remember if that was that close. I was watching an interview with Ponya. No, it uh, wasn't that close. It was TKO. He beat yeah. Connor by TKO. Yeah, first fight, Connor beat him TKO. Second fight, he beat Connor TKO. I, Man, Connor's got to fight. Quit fighting these people in threes. Did you see the, you see the post fight interview that Ponya did? No. So I was watching it, and there was just a clip of it where they're like, you think there'll be like a fourth fight? And he goes, oh, there's going to be a fourth fight. It'll be in the ring, or it'll be on the street, some of the shit he was saying. Because yeah. he was like threatening. He was like, he was like, you know, I'm going to fucking murder him. And I don't know what all Connor was uh, saying, but he was getting maybe a little too, I think he, so there, there, too there's, much. There's a fine line between being a good showman and making people want to watch the sport and then going that far. Yeah. I think the WWE has definitely done a good job. Right. You know. Because it's fake. Right. And, and I know some of, of that stuff. Like, it's promotion, right? How much that, do you think that they script stuff, that now? Do you think they started think, scripting it like the WWE I does? I don't think they script it. But I think, like, and you'll hear it's talked about all the time where they're like, hey, go up there and get in the cage. And it, since he just won, since you're the next fight, go up there and, like, talk some shit. And, right. And they will. And I don't know who's, like, if it's UFC people telling them to do that. Like, or the is trainers that, telling them to do that. But UFC sure as heck. 
isn't stopping right. them from doing that because it sells tickets. Right. And I, I, I do need to clarify. I misspoke. I said Dana White interviewed Conor McGregor. Dana White does not do that. Oh, um, who was interviewing him? Joe Rogan. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Which I don't know how I got those two. Eh, they're so. both bald. <laughs> I was just about to say they're both white and bald and pretty fit. <laughs> um, I, I wonder, I do wonder how much Dana White gives to try and, you know, hype up that sport because I think because so they've I lost think, they've lost two big personalities of Conor McGregor being consistently involved, yeah, and like a Ronda Rousey or like a very strong female personality in the sport. You know, obviously you have those diehard fans who right. love it, but you need that that you need to get the Fairweather, fairweather the, fan like myself who's either going to who's a, excited about people because because the rest of the world is talking about right right people. like like I'm going to watch I'm going to spend pay per view I'm going to spend money on pay per view to watch Thor fight Eddie. Yeah, I mean, like I don't know if I will. Uh, you, I just, you, no, you're not going to because you'll probably just be like, "Oh, Preston's getting pay per view. I'm going to oh, go over yeah. to his house. And watch I'm going to go over to Preston's house. <laughs> yeah, everybody's invited to my house. My TV is bigger, I think, actually. Right on. Yes, yeah, it is bigger because Big, remember we bought it. Bigger is better. That's not always true. It's always true. She's lying to you. <laughs> but yeah, no. It's at the end of the day, be a good sport. Um. You know, and it carries over no matter what sport it is. Powerlifting, strongman, uh, Olympic weightlifting, track. Um, you know, you see drama. You know, when people show up, people do show up to see those rivalries. And they right. want to see that rivalry, that competition, that competitive nature. Well, I think the rivalry leading up to whatever the competition right. is is fine. But when it's done, it's squashed is how it right. should like you Right, like they needed to squash and, that beef right Well, and away. whenever I was fighting, that's how it was. Like, I was never much of a shit talker. Right. Um, it's. I mean, it's not like it's not like... Didn't Any you kick of, the shit out of someone who was getting ready, who was talking mad crap, and then you, it was like one of your first few yeah, fights, and you, he was talking mad crap. It was one of my first pro fights, and oh my god, yeah, it was, it, it was like uh, we just went out. He wanted to touch gloves. I Superman punched him, and he like died. That was that. Was, it was like one punch. It was done. Yeah, but he talked so much smack. But then like I don't know, I, I wouldn't say we're cool. No, we weren't cool. He was a dick, <laughs> right? Uh, but, but but in general, like like I was never much of a trash talker. But like I didn't care if other people did, and it was whatever it was. And then after the fight, it would shake hands. Everybody's right. cool, especially if it was like a grinder. Um, right. You know, you guys kind of went through that shit together. There's like a weird brotherhood, right? Bond like shit, yeah. from that, which makes no sense to me. But it which is. is which is kind of why, like I like you know at least powerlifting. You know, you can go up to a competition, and every once in a while, you find that dick, but. You can go up to someone, and someone is like, while you're competitive with each other, you like going to yeah, powerlifting meets to watch guys move like especially crazy local weights. Meets, most people are cool, and even yeah, yeah. It, I would imagine you don't really run into people being like a little more like that until you get to like tribute meet and yeah, where the current, where, where it's like there's money on the line, and you really yeah. are. It's like on any given day, any of you guys could beat each other depending on who. Like hits if what some, for their if third, one person you, know? you fuck up, you lose um, your focus. Like there's your. But money. I also think that just depends on the person too, because you see it a little bit in the higher levels of strongman as well. Uh, but then at the same time, you see these guys doing like History Channel shows together, and like you're joking around and stuff. Right, so there's right. definitely that camaraderie. Um, every now and then you get people with like a little too big of a chip on their shoulder that are dealing with whatever, but right. But I don't know. Most at the end people, of the day, most people aren't dicks. We're just excited right. that someone knows what this sport is. <laughs> so, you know, at the end of the day, what we're going to leave you with is a, it's okay to be a dick. Just remember back up your bowl. I think that's what Eddie Hall's a big fan of now. Yeah. <laughs> be a good sport. If you lose, Take it in stride, you know, and 
Just use it as fuel for the next meet. Or talk as much shit as you want, but if you lose, get ready to fucking take it.